Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. Well, dude, it's finally here. I didn't say finally. It, it, it's gone by quickly, but it's here. Week one, Giants-Titans Sunday. You know, I can't believe that we are here at this point already, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I agree, Jerry. I agree, man. But here we are. Right? <laughs> we were talking about it since the offseason. Yep. And now it's for real. Game planning. All that stuff is going on. And now we start to see what we have here. With yep. the uh, coaching staff, Daniel, offensive line, draft picks, all that stuff, brother. Yeah. And, and they're going to be going against a pretty good team. That's You know what? That's probably going to be a little pissed off. Yeah. Sunday because you know they were the number one seed last year, these Titans. And they had their visions on a Super Bowl. Let's face yeah. it. Yeah. And they get beat in the first game. And there's only one team that has a bye now in football in your conference. And that's the number one seed. They had that last year. The Bengals go in and beat them. Yeah. I think if I remember right, Tannehill's first pass picked off. <laughs> but when it basically went downhill from there. No, I shouldn't say that. It was a tough game to the end. Um, I shouldn't say it went downhill from there. But that's the way the day started for them. Yeah. Um, and I, I would imagine Mike Vrabel is using that. You know, uh, using that to his advantage, not just against the Giants, but for the whole season. Like, hey, you know, we were the best team last year, and this didn't work out. We got to correct it now, starting Sunday. And uh, I'm sure that's, you know, what they're thinking, and I'm sure that's what they're going with, and I'm sure that's going to be their motivation and all that stuff. And uh, But that being said, um, I said this before, and it happened to Tennessee last year, where you kind of want to get, look, the Giants on paper – Roster-wise, is not as good as a team as Tennessee, okay? Mm-hmm. But you kind of want to get game, teams like this early in the year because yeah. it takes teams two, three, some teams two, three, four weeks to get going. Yeah. And the Giants maybe could catch them, you know, at the right time. So, um, Yeah, especially going against a team with a whole new philosophy on both offense and defense. You know, that, that's, that's a recipe for that's where the upset can happen. That, that, that's an extra element to it. So... Look, the, the going into this, um, you know, for the last few weeks, a lot of injuries. Everybody was upset, and rightly so. It's here we go again. But the yeah. injury list was small. I'm not saying it's not significant, right. but the injury list going in small right now. And the two main guys that, you know, doesn't you know we're not sure what, what's going on. Uh, Thibodeau and Ojolari, um, disappointing from the standpoint of. One of the things I wanted to see from this defense was the pass rush. These are two young guys on this team that we're excited about. We think the potential's there. But if you were leaning right now, Chris, what's the story with those two guys? Yeah, right now, I mean, being there yesterday watching them, I would say they're probably not going to play. Right. Tomorrow's another day, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's another day. I, look, between the two, if I gave one guy a shot at playing Sunday, it'd probably be Thibodeau. I don't think Aziz is going to go. Um, but we'll see tomorrow. You know, the injury report, the game the game injury report will come out. Obviously, if you see doubtful next to Thibodeau and Aziz, they're done. If you see questionable, that means there's a shot. Now, I like the way Thibodeau was moving a little bit better than Aziz yesterday. So we'll see where they're at. Um, but right now, as we're doing this podcast on Thursday, I would say they're probably not going to play, which is big. Huge. Uh, that's that one-edge guy, you know, like like the Titans are missing their one-edge guy for the year, but they have another edge guy. Right. Right now, the Giants, you know, the two edge guys they were relying on look like they're going to miss the first game of the year. And now they have to go down the depth chart a little bit with the Jihad Wards and uh, X-Men and, and maybe a Quincy Roche off the practice squad, you know, uh, like that. So not exactly what you want to you know, want to do. Uh, but that's the hand it look like, looks like they're going to be dealt with right now. Yeah, so. yeah. But it, it is a small list, though, right? The other two guys yeah. are Sterling Shepard and Dane Belton. Dane Belton we really haven't seen yet, or I haven't seen yet because he broke his yeah. collarbone early on. Mm-hmm. Sterling Shepard. Um, mm-hmm. well, I want to say Chris, your boy, right? Like, you have, a, you have a good rapport with this guy in the locker room. Um, if you had to guess with him, what do you think? Oh, I, oh, I, I think he's going to be playing. Okay. Chef's going to be playing. Yeah. yeah. You know, he he felt very confident yesterday talking to him in the locker room that he's going to play. 
Um, Dane Belton, Jerry, um, I'm not going to – look, he, he was in a red jersey yesterday, so I'm going to kind of rule him out for Sunday. Okay. But I'm not ruling him out for Carolina the following Sunday. Okay. Because uh, he's moving well. He's doing a lot of things on the field. Um, so he's going to be close. Uh, Joe Shane actually told me that, that he's going to be back, you know, pretty early in September. That's why they didn't put him on IR, obviously, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think week two definitely is a possibility for Dane. Where, you know, I think a lot of people are looking forward to seeing him um, because, you know, he, he showed a lot of potential in training camp before the injury. Yeah. Um, so look for him. Um, I would imagine you might see a guy like Tony Jefferson activated. Off the practice squad, you know. Chris, con- are you are you happy about that pickup? I should we haven't we've really talked about that since that happened. Yeah, I think what, it's do you, a good, what does he bring to the table? Yeah, I think it's a good depth move. But look, don't think you're getting Tony Jefferson from 2014, though. You know, a lot of you know, I, I try to say this a lot. You know, a lot of people see the name and say, "Oh, we got Tony." Okay, well, he didn't play last year, and right. he's not the same guy. But he's a mm-hmm. guy that could help you. He knows wing system. Mm-hmm. I like the way he was moving around out there yesterday. I actually, talked to him. Um. At his locker yesterday, a little bit, and uh, he, you know, he feels he's still got a lot of juice left in the legs, and we'll find out. He's probably going to be activated for game one, and then put on the roster after game one because it's all contract stuff, you know, yeah, guaranteed right. contract stuff and all that crap. They play those games with the practice squad. You see it all over the damn league this yeah. time of year, you know. Yep. So that's what I'm expecting, uh, you know. And another guy you might have to look at is a Fabian Moreau, a guy they just signed. Yeah. Um. For the you know, he's a veteran cornerback, and the Giants right now, and you know, they're going to go with Aaron Robinson, but the feeling isn't one hundred percent confidence in Aaron Robinson. I can so, I can tell you that, bro. You so know, you're so. answering Adriana Iafola's question already. I, I saw which it. Is, I, kind of, which, I, oh, I don't know what the question was. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was if Aaron Robinson struggles. I, something to the effect of if Aaron Robinson struggles, could a guy like Moreau is a guy like Moreau going to step yeah. in? Yeah, yeah okay. I, I, we're going to see how that plays out, but I could see that happening. No yeah. question about it. I mean, he was brought over because we know Wink's system, and mm-hmm. the Giants don't have 100% confidence in our Robs right now. I, I, you know, I could tell you that for a fact. Now, that being said, that's why you played him, mm-hmm. and we'll see what Aaron does. This is not the most explosive group of receivers he's going to face Sunday. Um, right. It's a good matchup-wise as far as that goes. Um, you know, so we'll see, man. Um, it, you know, he will be facing more explosive group in week two against Carolina. That I can tell you. Yeah. Uh, but we only focus one game at a time. And right now that's the Titans. And look, Wink said it. Yeah. You know, Wink is, I mean, did you see Wink's press? Yesterday? He was just crazy. He is a character, man. He was just cracking us up yesterday. You know? And by the way, dude, you got to You got to trademark tank commander because it's starting to get thrown around on Twitter a little bit, buddy. Is it? A little bit. I, I you know somebody I, somebody just tweeted that's for giant that's from Giant Insider. I, oh really? Cool. Oh, I haven't, really, yeah, 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 I haven't so. looked at Twitter in about a half hour. So okay, so yeah. I, I just put something out about a roster move, but I haven't actually looked at other yeah. stuff yet. Um, I actually saw Wink coming out of the cafeteria yesterday. I almost got him on the side because I actually want to let him know, dude. How do you like this name that I've been giving you? Because I can tell yeah. him he's a character. I can see him loving it. I can see him loving it. You know. Yeah. Um. But he's out there, you know, he, he praised, look, the big factor when you play the Titans is going to be who? We all know. It's Derrick Henry, yeah, right? right? If you don't slow him down, you're in for a long day. Yeah. Um, one way to slow him down is to get the hell out to a quick lead and <laughs> get them behind the eight ball a little bit where they don't have to run the ball as much. Uh, but Derrick Henry, you know, I, I was shocked yesterday. I got to be honest with you, dude. When Wink put him in the same breath as Jim Brown. And he said, you know, he's like the modern-day Jim Brown. He's Jim Brown-like, like the modern-day. And that's quite a compliment. I mean, yeah. we all know that. Jim Brown, mm-hmm. one of the best, if not the best. My father, I remember my father telling me he's, he was the best running back he ever seen. You know? Same. Yep. Right? So, yep. Same as my dad. Um, yep. So that's what Derek Henry brings to the table. And, you know, I was thinking about it, dude. And when, when I, You know, when Wink said it yesterday, I said to myself, well, I was I never saw Jim Brown. I just saw highlights of him. Obviously, I, you know, I'm not old enough to see him to see him uh, see him play. Obviously, we all saw highlights of what he could do and he was unbelievable, Jim Brown. But you look at Derrick Henry too, man. He could run you over like Jim could. He could get in the open field. He's gone like Jim could. Yeah. He puts that first foot in the ground and boom, he's gone like Jim Brown could. Yeah. So, I tell you, man, you know, when Wink first said that, I was like 
said to myself, oh, come on, Wink. You know, and then I said, I was thinking about it. I said, well, you know what? He's not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, this guy should be kind of mentioned because that's how good Derrick Henry is. Power, speed, just an absolute monster. Um, Yeah. Come on. Um, Yeah. I was going to say, you mentioned Jim Brown. Guys, if you get a chance when you watch old uh, old, uh, Giants, you know, highlights and, and NFL films, a lot of stuff between Sam Huff and, and Jim Brown and, and kind of funny stuff. Like Jim Brown said, you, you know, Huff would tackle him. He'd say, nice tackle, Big Sam. And Sam Huff would be like, don't talk to me. And, and Brown would walk away just laughing at him. Like yeah. he was nuts, you know. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, dude, Derrick Henry is an absolute monster. And I was going to ask you, like, is it as simple as because of the fact that the quarterback's Ryan Tannehill, I'm not afraid of him, right? And, and you know, he's, he's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. Um, is it as simple as, all right, you stop Derrick Henry, you got a pretty good chance of winning this game, especially with, you know, A.J. Brown over in Philly. Now I know they picked up Robert Woods, but um, is it that simple, Chris? Well, no, I'm not going to say it's that simple, but when you slow down Derrick Henry, that stops, that kind of stops everything they want to do. And what they want to do in Tennessee is to play action. That's what Tannehill likes to do. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's one of the best play action quarterbacks. So when Derrick gets going a little bit, obviously that sets up the play action, and that's where Tannehill really gets you. Now, he had a nice little addition there. He had Austin Hooper, a tight end this year, yep. who's a nice little player. So, um, you know, like you just said, Robert Woods is a veteran. you got to look for the jet sweeps with him. They love to do that with him. McVay loved to do that with him in Los Angeles. And then they got the rookie trailing Burke. So we don't know yet, Jerry. He's yeah. a rookie. We don't know what he's going to be. Sure. Yeah. Okay? We don't know yet. Was he good in college? Yeah, he was excellent. That doesn't mean he's going to be good in the NFL. You know, so we he's a question mark. Uh, but that's what sets up. That's what they love to do. Derrick Henry... You know, and then that sets up the play action, which you'll probably see about 15 times Sunday against the Giants. So, obviously, when Henry's getting chunks, you know, that brings linebackers up, you know, and then they, they, and they do what they like to do in those scenes and receiver-wise and all that stuff with Tannehill, you know. Um, look, Tannehill's a guy, too, that he, look, when they drafted Malik Willis, a lot of people are like, well, get the, this Tannehill, we'll never win with him. Right, yeah, not a good playoff game last year. Right, people are not, oh, they're not, you know, they're down on Tannehill in Tennessee. Sure. A lot of people are sure. down on him. So he's a he's a guy too that's coming in this into this season, and unfortunately, the Giants are the first team he's going to face. That he has a chip on his shoulder too to show everybody that hey, I'm the I'm your guy. I mean, so yeah. that's what you're going against, you know, Sunday afternoon too. So you, Derrick Henry's the key. Everybody we talked to this week, you know, talked to Wink, talked to defensive players yesterday, all the same thing. Get to the ball quick. Get to the ball quick. You know, because if you don't with Derrick Henry, you know, you're going to have a long day. And when he gets in that second level, forget about it. Oh, God. It's over. Yeah. It's over. You yeah, know? corners and safeties trying to tackle him. So, oh, forget it, man. He's so, a monster. Oh, I mean, forget about it, dude. It's like yeah. tackling a truck, you know. So no, I would, I would, I, admittedly, I'd let him go by me, then I'd dive at his legs. Try like to trip him up. I'm not taking. No, I'm not right. taking him. I wouldn't take him straight on. Right, try I, to I trip him up. Down and like, trip yeah. over me, please. Trip over me. Derek. Yeah, please. Right. Just you yeah. know, beg, beg for mercy as he <laughs> as he steamrolls you. Right. And not to mention, he's got a he's got a stiff arm too, as we've seen over the years. He'll just wing you aside with the stiff arm, you know, on the, yeah. on the perimeter, you know. And that's not to say you can catch him. You know, I mean, the guy's the ultimate ultimate power. Ultimate power back, and he's got speed too. Yeah. Unbelievable. He's a home run hitter that with power. It's amazing. You know? Yep. Yeah. Um, so you got to get, you know, Leo Williams, Dexter Lawrence, mm-hmm. guys like that are going to be key. Yeah. You know, they're going to be key. You got to fill up those gaps. Don't get them going. He'll try to get in that perimeter. Guys like X Man, you know, they got to set those edges. You know, you can't lose. I was going to say, dude, you know, with, with Tay Crowder, and I think Kalitro right now is the, on the depth chart. He's ahead. Correct me if I'm wrong. A guy like Micah McFadden, like, man, what a baptism under fire, right? Like, fill well, the gap, and that's the guy that's coming at you. It's a little different yeah. than, uh, what, yeah. Indiana? <laughs> well, it, it's funny you mention that because I interviewed him yesterday at his locker. You're going to, okay. see, you're going to see it the next insider. Nice. And we I didn't t- know that, folks. I didn't know that. No, Jerry did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny because I asked him yesterday, you know, how, you know, obviously excited first NFL game. He was telling me how excited families come up. I was going to give you a little preview quick of the interview. And the next thing was like, okay, that's great. But now you got Derrick Henry, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and he, he went into a little bit what, obviously he's never played against Henry, but he's watched a ton of film on him. Um, and you could, you know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know when you look at film of Derrick Henry, like you might be in for a long day or, you know, you come, 
you come head to head with this guy, you might not make it out of there. You know, right. <laughs> you know, you better be tech technically sound that you could be, you know, on a stretcher in about two minutes. So yeah, yeah, uh, that's what you're dealing with, dude. Look, look, we all know what Henry is. We all know what the Giants have to do. Henry was on pace for two thousand yards last year. He still wound up at almost a thousand. He missed half the year. Yeah, he's a phenomenal back, and um, that's going to be the main goal. You got uh, when you play Tennessee, you got to slow him down and. And Wink is, you know, Wink went into yesterday. Some some games, you know, we talk about Blake Martinez not. He goes, oh, hey, some games, you know, we might have zero linebackers playing, inside linebackers playing. Some games, you might we might have three or four playing. Yeah. Well, I would imagine this is a three or four type game, Jerry. Okay. Now, is Dane Belton, if he comes back, Chris, is he going to help out in the box? What type of, like, I, I just, I haven't seen him. I'm just curious. Is he a guy that could help out uh, there? Uh, I think he's more of a single high guy, you know. Okay. You know, he's not the biggest kid. Like yeah. McKinney's is going to be more of that box guy, you know. And But, you know, the way Wink does it, like Julian would be in the box, you know, at times, and then you have McKinney. So am I going to say Belton is not going to be in a box? No, because that's what Wink does. Wink moves everybody around, yeah. you know, matchups, matchups, you know. So, Well, Julian can handle anything, though. I mean, he's a Notre Dame guy. Yeah, yeah Julian can handle anything. So a funny story, quick, Jerry. Uh, so yeah. just Sean Corbin, you know, they signed him to the practice yeah. squad. So... Hmm. Um, I see him in his locker yesterday. I looked at him. I put my finger on him and go, hey, guy, I got a bone to pick with you. And now he's looking at me like, Who else? <laughs> who's this lunatic guy from the media? You know? I go, what the F did you do against Notre Dame last year? He was laughing his ass, ass off. And it was the funniest thing because Pat Leonard from the Daily News, who went to Notre Dame, about two minutes after I left, went up to him and said the same thing. And this guy Corbin oh, must be like, that, this guy Corbin must be like, who the hell are these lunatics here in New York, you know? But he had, we, had, we had a little fun with him. I said, don't ever do You know, I can't believe you did that against my Irish last year. <laughs> so, good kid. I'm glad he's back. I like his potential. I thought I was probably like all these Notre Dame fans in his locker Yeah, he was like, what the hell are these Notre Dame guys in his media, you know? So, anyway, I'm um, glad to see him back. I think we kind of like what we saw from him, right, in yeah, the preseason? absolutely, yeah. So, put him back in the practice squad, let him, let him, let him work out. Um, and all that. So I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, Chris, if you were in, in the locker room and involved with this team, could you keep track of the practice squad right now? I'm sorry, Jerry. Say it again. If you weren't involved in the locker room and in, with this team, could you keep track of the practice squad right now? No. Right? It's, <laughs> no. It's, it's, it's absurd. I'm happy for these players. I love that they extended it. It yeah. gives you know, it gives them job security. It's great. But my God, I mean, from day to day, it's are they on the team again? Wait, yeah. oh my God, Quincy Roche might get moved now. Like, uh, wow, yeah. it's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, they made another move today. Wyatt Davis now, you know, the Saints. Hawaii. Yeah, they took him. By the Who? way, that was crazy. I was going to talk about him. I was I liked psyched him. about him. Yeah, yeah. we both did. I think we both, I think we both mocked him to yeah. the Giants in different rounds last Back year. Back in the third or fourth round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I kind of liked him. Right. And I see the Saints just sign. Now, when you sign a guy off a practice squad, you have to put him to your active roster now. I saw the Saints just did that. So he's on, yeah. the, so he's on their active roster. Uh, uh, Would have so, been a good project guy, second year in the league. Yeah, yeah. So, like you said, dude, I got to be honest with you. I am around the team, and I still like, who the hell's on the yeah. practice squad again? I don't know, how you, can, I don't know yeah. how you keep track of it, dude. I uh, really don't. Yesterday, when I was looking at numbers, I, there was some numbers. I had to go to the roster. I'm like, who the hell's, what number is that? You know, what, who's Plus that guy? guys changed. Know? Bellinger's now in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. So, thank so, God. You know, the, the Hard Knocks number. star, Khalil uh, Pimpleton, he's over here now, you know? Right, right. <laughs> he's right. over here now, so. Right. Um. Yeah, no, uh, I'm there, Jerry, and I'm still looking at guys like, who the hell is this again? Yo, this and that, yeah. so it's confusing. Yeah, I mean, there's some people ask questions about a certain guy, and I, I have to look and go, I don't even know if they're on the practice squad right now. Like, I, it's <laughs> it's really hard to keep track of. But by the way, I know you're, you're not into this stuff, but thank God Bellinger changed that number. I couldn't, I just, come on, go in the, he's, thank God he's in the 80s as a tight end. I couldn't stand his number. Right, so right, right. I'm expecting bigger things now that he, he changed to the, he moved to the 80s. Yeah, so. yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, yeah, he's 82 now. He went to 82 yeah. Bellinger. So look Thank for that God. Sunday afternoon yeah. uh, and all that. So, the, you know, on the offense, hey, look. Hey, you know what, Chris? Yeah. Before we get to the offense, guys, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. Hang on. And we're back. All right, dude. Go ahead. Yeah. On the offense, well, let's get Saquon going. That's what I expect. Mm. You know, that's what I expect. Uh, Kadarius Tony, he's playing Sunday. He's not even on the injury report. Uh, he looks great running around. So let's see. Here it is. Regular season's here. Let's see if Chris, he can stay. Let's see if he I, can be productive and stay healthy. I think he is going to have an absolute monster year, Saquon. Um, 
I, 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 the only reason I didn't take him in fantasy was because I felt like the league would call me a homer. But I just, I can just see him exploding, especially if the line is as competent as we think it is. I'm not saying it's going to be dominant. There's going to be some, some pain there still. Not to the, they're not at the point where we're all comfortable where we go in and say, okay, we got this. We, you know, we, we got this defensive line. We'll handle this. But they're going to be more competent than they've been. If you look at last year's starting O line to this year's, oh my God, dude, there's guys that aren't even in the NFL anymore. Right. And and you look at this year, and I just think based on what you've said, based on what you see, the 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 him coming back, the attitude he has, I'm expecting big things from Saquon, dude. Yeah, I think you know what I think everybody around the league is, man. I yeah. I see that on Twitter, a lot of people like, man, Saquon. Watch him this year and all that. Yeah. Um, and look, I've been saying that yep. since the off season. I said, "Watch you, you bet." You know, Saquon is—he looks great. You know, yeah. Now yeah. let's pray he stays healthy. Right. Um, and I, like you said, I think he's going to have, you know, starting Sunday, get him the ball, receiving right. and rushing. Dable will. I, I fully believe Dable. Will, that's going to be the focus is getting him the damn ball. You yeah. know. Yeah. And then you got the Tony, you got Shep back, you know, uh, Wandale. Wandale. And Galladay um, on the outside, we'll see, you know, uh, look, heading into the season, am I expecting much from Galladay? No, I'm not. I'm not. So let's run is this he, off. Th- is he really right now, if, if Shepard's healthy, Chris, in their eyes, is he the fourth guy right now, Galladay? If they're all healthy. Option-wise? Yeah. 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 I'm the fourth in receiving. I'm not even, forget Saquon. Saquon oh, receiving? Um, yeah. Um, Wandale Shep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, yeah, <laughs> he probably is, dude. Yeah, he yeah. probably is. Yeah. You know, uh, he'll get some chances. You know, he's going to get some balls this way, but, you know, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see, man. There's not yeah, much confidence yeah. in Galladay right now. Yeah. You know, um, but there is confidence. You know, I know people don't want to hear this, but I do have confidence in Kadarius Tony that yeah. he's healthy. Yep. Saquon, we talked about. Uh, Shep being back. You know, a nice third down receiver, the best route runner on the team. Um, and then, you know, we'll see what Mike Kafka and Dable and Mike Kafka's call on the plays. We didn't get into that yet, right? That's, that was that came a couple days ago. Yes. Kafka's calling the plays. He's going to call I, for – I like it. I'm happier with, it, with an OC, dude. Right. I'm happier with that. I, I Listen, not that Dable can't because he's done it, but the head coach is the CEO. You know, let, let right. your coordinators coordinate. Right, and that's exactly what Dable's doing. Uh, yep. I asked Kafka yesterday, you know, um, why does he prefer the booth over the sideline? And, yeah. he, you know, he said he likes the perspective, he likes the bird's eye view and all that stuff. And that's the way they're going to go with it. Uh, look, some teams that we discussed this before, some teams like the coordinator on the sideline. You know, Josh McDaniels did it for 100 years with Brady, but that's that's what Dable, you know, and Kafka want to do. Uh, there's plenty somebody of guys. asked that. Somebody asked that question already as well, and we talked about it. I think two weeks ago, and my take always has been, I don't know why it is. It's just a mental thing, Chris. I just want my D coordinator on the field right. with his team. Right. I don't care if the OC is in the, in the booth. I think there's a bird's eye view that is valuable, especially when you have quarterbacks like Daniel Jones and Eli. You're not firing him up. I, I just, I'm sorry. Like if it was a fiery guy, maybe it's different, and maybe that's a <laughs> stupid way to look at it. But like. What are you gonna you're gonna yell at Daniel Jones or Eli over the last ten? They're gonna just look at you like, okay, yeah, thanks. But I, I just I'm fine with my OC being in the booth. That's just yeah, me. yeah, sure, sure, man. And a lot of teams are, bro. Yeah, <laughs> this this isn't the first time in NFL history the Giants have an OC. That's right. what most teams do. Us, you know. But I do want my defensive coordinator on the field. There's just something about it. So you know. want the tank command on the sideline yes. leading the troops, right? Yes, yes. Right. So it's more of a. I don't know, like a military feel. Like you just, it's just you got to be there. I, I can't explain. I, I, well, t- tank commander, there you go. It's yeah. just more of a uh, in-your-face kind of thing, and I, I don't, whatever. So. Right. Um, and look, Kafka talked about it yesterday. You know, he's, he has guys on the sideline. He's got Shea Tierney. He's going to yeah. have Dable. Yep. You know, uh, the guys are going to be communicating everything. You know, and not to mention he's going to be talking to Daniel. You know, on the sideline. So there's plenty of communication going on. Um, and Kafka just feels like he likes the better view up there. What the hell the defense developing and what he sees and all that and stuff. And to be so honest, I'm happier for him. Like, he didn't come here to not call plays. You know what I mean? Like, if you're just an OC and you're – it's just almost like a figurehead, but the head coach is doing everything. So I want to see this 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 Bills-Chiefs combination in action. I, I can't wait for it. Yeah, well, you're going to see it Sunday, bro. Yeah. Uh, look, Kafka came here when he was interviewed for the job. You know, Kafka went into it yesterday. That Dable said, listen, I, I want you to be the play caller. You know? 
Yep. That's what Dable told him. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously Dable left it out there as far as if you can't handle it or if it doesn't go the way I feel it should be going, I could always call the plays. And that's what Dable told him. But Dable made it plain as day to Kafka. I want you calling plays. You right. Know? Right. And so everything went smooth in the preseason. They liked the way the communication worked. You know, mm-hmm. there was no game planning. So as far as play calling, it wasn't like that. Oh, wow, man, look at these play calls. Nah, you know, it wasn't that. It was just he wanted to see the communication process that day. Yeah. That was the big thing to him, you yeah. know, and all that. Now you get to see the game planning process, which obviously Brian Dable is going to be a huge part of, dude. Yep. And obviously in between series, like if, if there's a couple of series that Dable maybe feels they could tweak this, He's going to suggest it to Kafka. Hey, look, look, let's 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 look at this, this, and this, you know, and this and that, and that's how that's how it works, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as Wink goes, you know, Wink's basically the, uh, he's going to be running the show on defense. Dable yeah. obviously could make you know he, he's going to interject in some things, I'm sure, but it's basically Wink's show. That's not Dable's forte, right? Yeah. Dable's forte is the offense, so right. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more going back and forth with Kafka during the course of a game. With the offense, as it will be with the tank commander who's just barking orders, you know, and giving it this and that, throwing it. But I do like what you said before the banter between Dable and the tank commander. I do like that you mentioned, yeah, you know, there was a play in preseason and they kind of went out of. I like that, you know, I'm all for it. Yeah. I tell you, man, uh, Mondale just loves being here, man. Every time he comes, he meets us once a week. Yeah. And every time he comes out, man, he just praises being in the city, New York, loves it here. Can't wait to get going and, and, and all that. So he was almost our head coach, dude. Yes, he was. Three years ago. Yeah, he right? wanted he wanted the job, man. He yeah. wanted the job. Judge got it. You know, he yeah. wanted yeah. the job. Yeah. You know, and he wants to be a head coach. So this is yeah. big for him. Yeah. This is big for him. Look, he was with Harborough for four years as a coordinator, whoever it was, and it didn't end well. You know, they went separate ways. Um, they're friends, don't get me wrong, they respect each other. But Harbaugh didn't like the way the defense was going direction-wise, and he moved on. That's what happened there. Yeah. So the Wink's coming here now, and, you know, <clears throat> I'm sure he feels, hey, I'll show both, you know, you know, watch what I do with this defense. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Watch what, he, you know, watch what I do with this defense. So. so offensively, right, we're talking about the game going through Barkley and Tony and Wandale and a healthy Shepard, hopefully. Are we going to see in your prediction – you're not, you're not a you don't have a crystal ball in front of you. Are we going to see a little more exotic plays um, that you've seen in practice that we didn't see in preseason? Like, what are we? What should we expect? I'm not asking you to to predict plays one through thirty, Chris. But yeah, yeah. What do you mean by what do you mean by exotic? End arounds, things like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Oh, Jerry, there's no question. Because my prediction still stays: shovel past the Wandale first score of the year. Right. Um, oh, I don't think there's what you're going to see. You're going to see a couple of those jets, little, yes. little jets. You're yep. going to see a couple of receiver screens. And uh, you're going to see that stuff in the red zone, dude. And the, mm. But the main thing you're going to see, Jerry, that you did not see in a preseason is going to be a lot of motion. A lot of motion. You didn't see that. You know, it's, it's a vanilla offense. It's a vanilla offense in the preseason. You don't show a lot. Right. But Sunday, when Sunday comes, you're going to see a lot of motion. You're going to see a lot of motion in the red zone. Yeah. Which is key. Right. You're going to see a little stacked offenses trying to get Galladay free, left or right. You're going to see some crosses in the red zone. Remember I said this, okay? Because I, you know, being at OTAs, you know, and all that stuff, you you pick up on some of the things they want to do, okay? Right. So, and that that low red, too, that 10-yard line in, look for those little quick crosses, okay? Try to get those matchups. That's what Dable's about. You know that little shovel thing that you said you, you think is going to be the first touchdown? That's that's straight out of the Andy Reid playbook. Yeah, right, right. Kafka yeah. showed it already, right? He showed yeah. it in practice. What was it? What did he show it? One, I, maybe in a practice, something I, when I put it on Twitter. Oh, that's Andy Reid all the way. Remember? Yeah, that's right. Yep. You're going to see that, dude, either with yeah. Saquon or Wandale yeah. or Tony. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm going to give you a better one. Watch for Kadarius to line up in the Wildcat. Huh. Okay, <laughs> watch for that look. Wow, where where Daniel's going to line up outside? Kadarius is going to be the wild wildcat, 
And it's going to be like a, uh, like a little bit of, you know, of a zone read with Saquon behind them. Okay. I don't, know if I, can handle, I don't know if I can handle it mentally, Chris. My head might explode watching it just because I haven't seen anything like this in a while. Right. So I, I seriously, like that's, that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, so look for things like that. Yeah. Moving Tony around. Yeah. Get those bubble screens to Wandale and, and um, Kadarius. Little, little, little wrinkles like Kadarius in the backfield. Right. Okay. You might see a three running backs at one time and uh, three backs and you know and, and then Wandell splits out right, lines up in the backfield. Wandell's going to split out right or split out left. Okay, yeah. I've seen this, folks. I've seen this in formations in training camp and OTA. So I, I could give you a little taste of what's coming. Yep. Yeah. You know, um, it's going to be at that uh, Kansas City. Andy Reid, enemy. Um, and obviously, Brian Dable up in Buffalo tastes a little mix of what's going to happen. And as the season goes along, you know, you're going to see more and more. I'm not saying you're going to see all this crap come Sunday, depending on the game. Depending. Throw the whole kitchen sink week one. Right. 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 Well, but you are going to see some wrinkles. Yeah. What we like to call wrinkles. That's You're going to see some wrinkles. There's no question yep. about it. Yep. You know, um, and I think people are going to like it. Uh, what else, Jerry, the, the main thing um I want to see the most is the red zone offense and what they do in the red zone because, you know, just it hasn't worked the last few years under different guys. And now we have Dable and Kafka and I, I've seen what they, what they, what they've done in this, mm-hmm. in this offseason program. And I think you're going to see a ton of new wrinkles in the red zone. And that includes Daniel Jones with keep, you know, with yeah. structured runs that yeah. includes Daniel. Folks, you're going to see this. I'm telling you now. It might not be Sunday, but you're going to see design runs with Daniel. You're going to see Andrew Thomas and Brennison or Evan Neal and Glowinski. They're going to be pulling, and Daniel's going to do a play action. It's going to be an RPO. It's going to be a zone read or an RPO. There's a difference now. Right? RPO is when receivers are running routes, Okay. And you're going to see Daniel keep it, and you're going to see him following those two guys, whatever whatever side it might be, in a design run. Okay? Receivers run routes, so you keep that back end out, and you try to get Daniel in that second level. You're going to see this. It might not be Sunday. It might be Carolina. It could be Dallas. You're going to see it because Dave will love to do that in Buffalo with Josh Allen. Yeah. Now, Daniel's not Josh Allen. But Daniel's a big athletic kid that could run. Yeah. So if you think Dable's not going to do that, you're sadly mistaken. I've seen it. It's going to happen. In the, in the low red, you're going to see Daniel running the ball in his red zone. It's going to happen, bro. I'm Chris, telling you. I got to be honest. I think I said, I think I've said it before. I'll just take a fade pattern. I'll just take a fade. That's all I want. If I see a fade... I, and I still think it will happen, whether it's to Bellinger or Galladay. There's going to be a standing ovation at, at MetLife uh, the following week when it happens. But to, to, to what you're saying, um, I can't wait. Uh, and look, I, I don't have any preconceived notion that this team is going to make the playoffs. But just the 21st century nature of this offense, is, it has me excited. Like, there's a lot of things to be excited for. And that's some of the things I'm going to be looking for as a fan on Sunday, dude. Right. I think everybody is. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> I think everybody But this, I, I got to ask you, this isn't like the wheel route, right? This is actually going to happen? I, I think there's a very good chance you're going to see <laughs> Saquon. You know, you know, and just forget about the wheel too, Jerry. Yeah. Because they got, you know what? I, I'm not quite sure how much you'll, because they got a pretty good cover uh, linebacker in Zach Cunningham. But you're going you're gonna to see Saquon. It might not be a wheel, but you're going to see him in those little choice routes out yeah. in the backfield. Saquon's a real good route runner, dude. And you're going to see him run a few different routes out of the backfield. Yep. Um, no question. And you've always that. said he's got great hands too. So it's, you know, let's let's use him that way, right? Yep. Yep. Um, another guy I got to bring up: Darius Slayton took a pay cut. Yeah. You know, he's seventh. I feel like out of six wide receivers right now. I mean, what do we? What can you expect of him with this uh, offense? Is he just the odd man out right now, or or what? Well, he's the odd man out. Let's see if he's even active. You're not yeah. gonna, you know, you're not gonna keep seven guys active on game right. day receiver wise. Right. Um, so, you know what? I'm just curious to see if he's active. 
Is a guy like Sills ahead of Slayton on the depth chart? Well, I think that says it all. What came out the other day, right? Yeah. So, which, you know, Sills and James are ahead of him. Right. James, James is going to probably return punts. Yeah. Gary Brightwell, how about that? He's going to return kickoffs. We I asked McGahee, kick returner, folks. <laughs> yeah, I asked McGahee about him yesterday. You know what they, you know what he liked about him. You know, yeah. um, I actually was talking to Brightwell yesterday at his locker, and you know, and he didn't do this much in college. He only did it a few times. He told me yesterday, so this is something he has worked on. What's the matter? Don't shake your head. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I just put nervous. my head in my hands. No, don't. Uh, Jerry, Jerry just put his head in his hands. Like, oh my God, we're in trouble. No, no, relax, bro. Relax. He's something. He's <laughs> he's something. He's there. never done this before. Awesome. <laughs> well, he said it. He told me he only did it a few times in college. It wasn't like he was a kickoff return in college. It was. Yeah. I didn't know for sure, and I asked him yesterday. He told me, you know. So, yeah. but it's something he's worked on. Um, he's smart. He 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 sensed that special teams was a very good way to keep himself on a roster. Yeah, he's turned into a very good special teams player last year. Judge called him one of the best. Yeah, um, and this year now he added kickoff returner. Uh, he won the job, it looks like. Um, and here he is. So he's going to get his shot, bro. Uh, and I like it. I like yeah, it. I, yeah, I, no. I, 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 <laughs> have confidence, Jerry. I, no, I, I, like, I like that we have a jacked running back. He is jacked. Right, reason. well, he's a like, solid dude. He's going to yeah. just get to the 30. Like, I just see him getting to the 30. Like, that's fine. Get to the 30. That's it. That's all I, I don't need. I don't need 100 yards. Just give us good field position. That's all, Gary. <laughs> so, look. What do you get? Maybe one, maybe one chance again. Everybody kicks it through the damn end zone these days. Yeah, anyway. so when, right. That one chance you get, or maybe two. Right. Uh, hopefully, Gary show you know shows that he belongs, and because he's going to get that shot, you know. Right. right. And Richie James looks like he's going to return uh, with him and Holmes. Maybe he'll return to some punts. So, um, which is obviously bigger because they have you know they always have more chances to get returns than kickoff mm. returns these days, you know. But that's you know Brightwell's going to be there. Gano's back. Jamie Gillen. Um, McGay, he said yesterday that all of a sudden the OTAs around one of the practices, it clicked with him. And boom, he's been booming the ball since. Yes. And he was. He was booming the ball all preseason. Scottish uh, hammer. Yeah, he looked good in training camp. And he obviously in the preseason games, he really punted well. So hopefully he continues that going into Sunday. I can see Lawrence Tynes wearing his jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that too. It's his favorite player. Yeah. Um. Bill, uh, the, uh, the the Titans on defense, Chris, um, who are you yeah. worried about? Yeah, yeah. Well, they got two guys, you know, uh, Bud boy. Dupree, the veteran that's, over that's there. That's like your boy, Bud Dupree, yeah. yeah Danico Autry is a guy to get the quarterback. Jeffrey Simmons is an absolute animal up front. He's a beast. Yeah. And they're a little young in the back end, but they like, you know, the, the draft pick for a second. He's going to be starting Roger McCreary. You know, Christian Fulton's going to be, you know, he's been had some injuries, but it looks like he's going to be playing. They got some pretty good depth, and they have a good safety, a ball hawking safety in Kevin Byatt, so. Who's had a shitload of interceptions the last three years? Yeah, right, uh, right, right. Yeah, and yeah, based on so. the based on the the cornerback play from a certain individual, thank God Adoree Jackson's on our side now because he's he's had a good camp, right? And kids preseason. Yeah. Look, Jerry, he had a good year last year, Jackson. Right, right. Especially after the first few games, yes. Adoree Jackson had a good year last year. I think yes, people, a lot of people have forgotten that he was he's like a, he was like not that I take a, you know all. 100% stock in PFF when it comes, but he was ranked in the top 15 in PFF in corners. Yep. He did have, a, I like to look at percentage wise when he's targeted. Yeah, he, he was good yep. in that. Yep. And now if he could just get some damn hands and catch, you know, when he has chances for interceptions, he's got to start coming down with them. I think he's got two in his career, which is unbelievable, you know? Yeah. Right. So um, let's see. He showed some pretty good hands in camp with Daniel. I think he picked up off about four times this camp. Um, let's see, let's carry that over. He's had a strong camp. He's the number one corner on his team, and to prove it, you know, until he proves otherwise, you know, he, he's our best corner man by far, and we're looking forward to him having a really good year. And he's playing against his whole team Sunday, you know, you know how that works, you know. Yeah, right, right. All right, guys, we're gonna take another break, and we'll be back after this. Hang on one second, and we're back. All right, dude. Um, anything else you want to cover game wise? You want to get to questions? No, let's get the questions. I think we covered a little bit. Yeah, uh, I guess we'll get no. into prediction after the questions. Oh, we have to. How yes, we, it, you know, how we feel as, as much as I don't want to get to that part, we do it. How we feel this game's going to go and the rest of the league and uh, starting no, tonight. I meant the, so. yeah, the I meant the actual picking of everything. Um, let's do that last. 
All right. Uh, let's see. Starting off with Jim Va- Jim Vassell, who now is with Star Ledger, or whatever it's called, News 12, New Jersey. So good for you, Jim. Congrats, buddy. Where you belong. Get, get the hell out of Philly. Get back to New Jersey doing the news. Assuming Tibbs and Aziz are out, does Roche get elevated for the game, or do we ride with Fox and Ward and Zimenez, Chris? Yeah, I think we just talked about that a little while ago. I, ex- I expect Quincy Roche to be elevated. Yeah, I just wanted to give a shout-out to Vassal, who got a new job. <laughs> Good that was for you, my Jim. question. Congrats, Jim. Uh, here we go. Got to ask this one. D. Wells 05, good question. Didn't cover it. Blake Martinez, I know it's old news, but can you shed some light on what it means by he wasn't a scheme fit, assuming he was healthy? Was it that he couldn't do as well as, as who we have? Seems to be a tackling machine. Yeah. Just curious. Well, just my quick thoughts on Blake. Yeah. I didn't like the move. I, I thought as a guy that... That's why, that's why you're not a homer, dude. That's a good, that's a good call. Yeah, it didn't I make mean, sense. I, I put it on Twitter. This is a questionable move. Yeah. You're playing real good running backs. You're starting off against the best. You didn't save any I thought, cap space. I, I thought Blake... You, yeah, you didn't save any cap space. This wasn't, but I, I did put that out immediately. This was not a cap-saving right. move. Right. They just didn't... They just didn't like... Wink didn't like... It wasn't crazy about Blake and what he wants to do. And they moved off on him. Yeah. I don't agree with it. I would have kept Blake. It wasn't like they were saving $6 million in the cap. Where you say to yourself, okay, well, he's not really, you know... But he right. could still give you some run stop and snaps. I know he's not a great blitzer, which Wink's likes, Wink likes out of his linebacker. He likes that pressure blitz from his linebacker. He wasn't very good at that. Not that he was the worst at it, but he wasn't very good at it. Yeah. And to me, Jerry, you know, this is a risky move. And I, you know what? I am going to get into it a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. If you don't mind. No, I am going to get into it a little bit. Go ahead. Good question. I think it is a little bit of a risky move. And I'll tell you why. Because if Derrick Henry gets 180 yards Sunday, not on 30 carries, or 160 yards on 19 carries, 20 carries, not not 160 on 29 carries. I'm talking like on 19, yeah. 20 carries. Yeah. And then Christian McCaffrey's week two. Okay, they also have Foreman behind them mm-hmm. and Chubba Hubbard. Okay, okay. And then you go to week three, you got a guy who's out to prove that he's not done in Zeke. Yep. What I'm saying is, if these teams, running backs, and they run the ball very successfully against the Giants, people are going to be like, well, what the hell did you get rid of Blake for? Right. He's part of your base package, right? Right. Wink and Dable felt he wasn't. Now, me personally, I think obviously I think this was a Wink move, and Dable went along with it. All right? But I don't agree with it. I would have kept Blake. He's the best run-stopping linebacker by far. It's not even close. All right? No, it's not. And you're kind of rolling the dice a little bit here. Because if these, if they get chewed up in a run game this year, okay? Yeah. Everybody's going to look at, well, Wink, Brian, Dable. What the hell did you get rid of Blake for? Yeah. This guy could have helped you. This guy's good for 100-plus tackles, and he was looking good, Jerry. It wasn't like he was a shell of himself. Okay? Yeah. It, so, it's, it's, the, it's the kind of move. I'm not saying that's the case with Dable and, and Martindale, but it's the kind of move where with me, if I was the head coach and my coordinator saying this to me, it's almost like, dude, this is, this is on you. This is your ass. And we'll never know that. Right. Dable will never come out and say that. We know that. Yeah. But Boom. Boom! Jerry Foley just hit it right on the effing head. <laughs> if I'm Dable, I'm sitting there. I, I know you know Wink runs his show, but he's still the head coach. I say, well, tell me why what, 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 you want him out. Right. Well, I like to do this. He just doesn't fit this, this and that. He wasn't a fit, folks. No matter what you hear from Wink and impresses, trust me on this. He he wasn't a fit. Wasn't crazy about him, Wink, and he wanted to, they moved on. Blake, Blake knew he was not going to be a part of this defense, or a very big part of it. He's just going to have a little small role. They came to the, they came to a conclusion. Both sides said, mm. "I think it's best we move on." That's what happened. Okay, it was a mutual agreement, one hundred percent fact. Yeah, that's what happened. Right? That's why I immediately put it out there. I talked to a few people. It was a mutual agreement. 
They wanted to go separate because he wasn't going to be a big part of his defense. Blake felt he could be somewhere else. We all know that there wasn't big at captain and all that, right? But, dude, like you just said, and then we'll get into more questions. I'm sorry, but this is a, a subject no, I actually, an important did, question. No, I no, actually did want to touch on, and, and, and somebody just brought it up. That was a good question, whoever, whoever asked it. I'm sorry, I forgot. D. Wells. Because I'm shot. Okay? Yeah, yeah. You're rolling the dice a little bit because if yeah. they get chewed up on the ground, you know, people are going to be like, well, what the hell did you get rid of Blake for? You had another year. And that's a fact. Right. And you, and re- I, and you just, and you renegotiated earlier in the year. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to say, you know, I'm not crazy about the move. I wouldn't have done it. And if Dable, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, and I'm sure they were like, why, why are we moving on from him? Yeah. You know, well, this, 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 Okay. I'm the head coach. I got to be honest with you, Jerry. I'm going to, okay, you know, well, we got to make this work because he's our best one stopping. Because right now we're down to Tate Crowder, who could make, some, he could make tackles on the perimeter. He could cover a little bit. He could make those six, seven yard downfield tackles. He's not a good one stopping linebacker. Okay. No, right. You got the kid McFadden. You got a guy who was on nobody's radar in Calitro. Yeah, and Beavers and Beavers is out for the year. And and, and a kid they did like that Wink right. did like. Yeah, I know that for a fact. Obviously, he's out for the year. Yeah. So, folks, I'm saying it right now. They rolled the dice a little bit with this move. I wasn't crazy about it. I wouldn't have done it. Of course, I have absolutely no say. I'm nobody. I'm just saying my view. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, and we'll see how this works out. Um, because it could be something that backfires in Dave's and Wink's face. One more question about it, then I'll drop it. it. Him not being named team captain, did that have anything to do with it? No. Okay. Right. No. Fair enough. No. All right. Next one. Uh, let's see. Next one. Dave Gettleman, underdeveloped something or other. I don't know the name. He has two questions. The first one, if uh, one current Giants player married your daughter, who would you not want it to be? Second question. We'll go to the second one. Does Ellison Smith play week one if Aziz and Tibbs are out, Chris? First of all, the first part, Julian Love. Of course I would want Julian Love to no, marry No, he said, daughter. who would you not want? Oh, not want? Oh, I'm who not would you not want it to be? Oh, I, I would say, uh, I'm going to say one that's going to aggravate people. Daniel Jones, because he's not going to be a giant next year. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, I just my. Went there. Wow, that is. Did you that's have to terrible. go there? <laughs> it's terrible. And anyway. what's the second part? I'm not even going to uh, touch that one. Okay, what's the second part? Ellison Smith. Week one, does he play if, if Aziz and Tibbs are out? No, Elsa, no, Elsa spits out. Elsa yeah, spits Elsa. and I Elsa that's spits what, and that's I, what I thought. That's what I thought, okay. Yeah. Come yeah. on. All right. He can't play to week five. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, no, no, the answer is no there. All right. Uh, let's see. Next one. Uh, Kyle Johnson. Always po- This is a positive kind of question. What is a bold prediction that you and Jerry have for the year? Do you have any bold predictions about this team? Could be a player, could be the team itself. Bold prediction, Chris. Uh, what do you I, got? Um, I, I don't. I really don't have any. I, I have them in the you know the six seven win range, five six seven win range. I don't. Any bold prediction? Okay, oh, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give you a bold. I guess a somewhat bold, Kyle. Yeah. yeah. Um, whose Yankees are fading quick. Um, um. I'm gonna say Daniel Jones has a better year than people think he's gonna have. Okay. I don't know if that's really going out bold, Jerry, but that's something no, that's bold. Right I just said I'm just going to be gone next year. I'll give you mine. Saquon Barkley, okay, going to have a big year. That's not the that's not the bold part. The bold part, if he does have a big year, they're going to make it work and somehow resign him because he's too okay. good of an off. Because he's on the team already. If he wasn't on the team, it's not a guy this this regime's drafting. But if he's on the team, mm-hmm. I think they figure it out. That's my bold prediction. There you go. Well, they're going to have plenty of cat room next year to to play around a little bit. So Right, and they'll figure it out. If he has a big year and they feel, you know what, he's part of the future, let's do this. So, Mm -hmm. All right, Uh, next one. I just had a good one, and I lost it, of course. Uh, Adriana asked that question. That was a really good question before about um, Moreau. Will he jump in? Um, Going into week one from just – Chuck Wait a minute. I'm, I'm a little disappointed, Adrian. I'm looking at the question here. She also has Tony Jefferson in that question. I know. I didn't ask it. That's why I didn't ask it. Come on, Adriana. How many times did I go on a limb for you? You're a super giant fan. 
<laughs> Jefferson's a safety. Come That's Adriana. Why. That's why I shielded it. Did you? I just I, did. I totally did. I shielded it. Did you? <laughs> I just saw it. I'm looking at Twitter. I'm like, oh, come on, Adriana. I mean, I, I didn't shield the Ellerson Smith question from Dave Gettleman, but I did shield it from Adriana. So, Adriana, come on now. Tighten the ship up a little bit. I, I expect more from you. I'm only kidding, you know. Don't worry, Adriana. Still love you, sweetheart. Still love you. You mentioned the Yankees. I got to give props to Big Blue VCR who posted that baseball card of Stump Merrill. Since he's done that, I think they've won four in a row. Yeah, well, unfortunately, you can't play the Twins the rest of the year. That's true. That's true. Good job by Big Blue VCR, though. Um, And by the way, I don't know what happened, but it's just funny. Everything Rodney Hampton spoke about on our last podcast, it seems like Big Blue VCR... Uh, I know because we're, we're playing the the the, uh, the Titans. He's putting yeah. a lot of Oilers stuff, and so much of it is, is Hampton featured. It's pretty funny. Um, so Chuck Lustig, going into Week One, what is the biggest difference both with the franchise and the team than were than like that was different from the start of last season? So for you, Chris, going into this year, what's the biggest difference about this team? I guess just the, the promise of the offense. I, that's yeah. the way I look at it. You know, yeah. that's the way I look at it. Like you know. Everybody expects this to be a much better offense, improved right. offensive line, and obviously scheme-wise with Dable and Kafka. That's the biggest difference, I have yep. to say. But, you know, we're not going to know until they start playing Sunday, bro. Yeah, that's the, that. That's what I would say right now. What, hey, Chris, what do you think to be the bit? Well, the offense, what they do in the red zone, you know, and all that. Well, I got to ask this one because Bob Sagendorf chimed in, so I'll ask from Brian Fitzgerald. Are injuries worse today? Then when we were growing up, or does it just feel that way? Is it just the Giants yeah. thing? What do you think is the biggest cause? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, I'll start. First off, concussions are real now. Because <laughs> growing up, dude, they were not. Right? And no, just, no. Get back out there. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, something was called a stinger back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, now that's serious. That's so, serious now, yeah. <laughs> you know, the ACL, I think uh, Gail Sayers, they used duct tape with him. I, I mean, it's just... Yeah. You know, not that I saw, not that I was alive during Gale. So I'm just saying, like, yeah. it, it's just they're more on top of everything, which also brings just we can't play this guy because this is actually dangerous for their health. So yeah. I think it's a combination of a, of a of a bunch of things, but that's one of them. So, but dude, they're just more ridiculous injuries like quads, calves. Yes. Well, they're also these guys are more muscular too. They train right. twelve months a year, and I've t- I've spoken. To numerous former very good NFL players. Right. Including Mike Quick last year. Remember Mike Quick at the Eagles? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Including Mike Quick. I was mm. I had a discussion with him and Bulldinger. We were all having this discussion about today's players. And they all said the same thing. They're training on parts they shouldn't be training on. It, it you know you know, they're wound so tight. Never seen so many quad injuries in my life than you've right. seen the last few years. Right. Are they training the yeah. right body parts in the off season? No, you know, football training too much. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, as far as you know, I know Bob Sagendorf. Um, you know, he he likes the point. He likes to look at what the hell kind of cleats are these guys wearing? You know, yeah, that's true. You know, at, on a turf and all that. You know, some guys go with the longer cleats. Is that you know, Bob? Like I've talked with Bob about this too. Like. The, this, they go through different cleats, different shoes, and they f- see the ones they like. And then, well, I don't know, man. It makes you wonder, like, should, should trainers just say, listen, don't be using these high, but they want better traction and stuff. You know, it's, yep. it all goes into it, man. It's a lot of different reasons. We'll go a few more because we got to get to uh, picks. Uh, Bobby L at Sports Freak NJ35. What receiver will have the most touchdowns this year? Please don't say Andrew Thomas. Who do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with Tony. I agree. Receiver, right, Jerry? Receiver? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tony. Yep. Um, Warren in Wyoming, good question. At what point this season do you think we'll more or less have our answer on Daniel Jones? Hashtag nobody beats the biz. Nice hashtag. Oh, thank you. I like that hashtag. Um, I'm going to go after four games. Give him four or five. I agree. Um, A lot of good questions, guys. Thank you. Okay, Big Blue. This is a good one at Lewis underscore Big Blue. Any news on who'll play left guard this week? Ben Brennison. Okay. Uh, two more. We'll go two more. Josh Stanton, Chris Jerry. Which scenario is most likely to happen? One, the world gets introduced to Wandale Robinson. 
uh, his stat line, seven catches for 110 yards. Jones operates from a clean pocket all day and finishes with a QBR over 100 or three. Saquon's an absolute monster with 175 yards of total offense. Hashtag best G-man pod. Another great mm. hashtag. I'll go with that Saquon one. I agree. I agree with you. There's, yeah, uh, We're not at clean pocket phase the entire game yet. Um, Joey Z, no question. Just wanted to thank you guys for all you do. Thanks, buddy. All right. Uh, I got to ask one. Brian, Brian Porras, who loves Daniel Jones, ready for football. You're Kafka, and it's the first offensive possession of the season. <laughs> what are your first three play calls? Hashtag Danny Dimes. Hashtag Buffoon Crew. First three play calls? Yeah, of the season. Uh, let's do a little play action with Saquon. Yeah. And let's, hit, let's get Tony on a slant. Okay? Yeah, that's first, true. First down on a 43. All right, nice. Second, screen left, Saquon. Okay? Yep. Third, Saquon. A little inside zone. Love it. How do you like that? I, I love Foley, it. How do you like that play calling? I think, you, you know, look, if Kafka doesn't work out, Chris, at least you have imagination. Buddy. You think so? Get me up in that booth. Give me the bird's eye. Booth or sidelines, whatever you prefer. I I'm a sideline guy, Foley. I'll be no, like, get over here. I'm a sideline guy. Right. Get over here. Get over here. Daniel, come here. Get your head out of your ass. What's this? Ta- look at this tablet. What the hell did you see here? Right. Um, all right. There was one more question I wanted to get to. Somebody asked about the whistle. Jerry, what's going on? All right. All right. You know what? I'm glad this was brought up. I yeah. saw that on Twitter. What's going on with the whistle? Did you blow people's eardrums? I haven't listened so, to the podcast yet. The commercial that I sent you the other day, <laughs> my, my awesome editing. They, you know, that's part of the commercials for the next month from Drizzly, who, guys, you should use Drizzly. Um, so, it's a little loud, right? So, I, I was speaking, and then, so it's, it gets a little loud. I, I have it on me. The whistle actually is from when I would permanent quarterback on the beach for the kids in the neighborhood. I had a whistle. I was very into it, and I would whistle at these kids, and, you know, it passed interference. I'd make all the calls. So, all the kids from the neighborhood would ask me if I could permanent quarterback for them. That's where the whistle's from, but it's in the commercial and it's a little loud when I'm when it when it chimes okay. in. Got and it. I purposely did choose the loudest whistle. I did. Gotcha. I, 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 I did it a bunch of times and I said, I'm gonna go with the loudest one. So and they said it, it pierced through eardrums. So folks, send your ear doctor bills to Jerry Foley. <laughs> there it is. Right. Yes. Don't don't blame me in this one. I don't even know what the hell you were even talking about. Right. It's and then they um, they dubbed in the um, the Monday Night Football music, but then I did the buzzer sound at the end. So my editing wow. skills, guys, are like a 9 out of 10 right now. I'm getting very good Holy crap. It. I got to listen to this podcast, man. I'm missing a lot of shit here. <laughs> Monday Night Football podcast. music, whistles. What the hell else we got going here on this podcast? Oh, my God, dude. You know, pro- the producer. I'm the producer who can rap and control the maestro. Boom, baby. A little tray <laughs> for you. All right. There we go. All right. Uh, leave that alone. Pick time, buddy. My favorite part of this freaking disaster. First game tonight, Bills at Rams. Actually, Bills are your Super Bowl uh, in the AFC, right? That's your Super Bowl yes. team? Or is that your yes. whole – or the Rams too? No, I have I have this as a Super Bowl game too. Oh, Bills-Rams, okay. But I have, the Bill, I have the Bills winning right now my, as my pick. Um, I'm going to go uh, – that being said, home field, opening night, banners, I'm going to go with the yeah, Rams. I agree. 100% agree with you. I think it's going to be the Rams tonight. Expectations are high for the Bills, dude. You know they they lost they lost some coaching there, so we'll yeah, see. How yeah, yeah, maybe too high, right? Maybe too maybe yeah, too know, damn man. high, right? God, Josh Allen, they're making him. Uh, he's great, but they're making him into a combination of like you know Steve mm-hmm. Young, Dan Marino, and yeah, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see because uh, everybody, I mean, everybody seems to be picking them. So we'll, you know that's going to work out, right? <laughs> Seven yeah, and ten. <laughs> yeah, right. Go ahead. I still hate that record, right? Seven and ten. I can't get used to that. Uh, Saints at Falcons. Uh, I'm going to go with the Saints. I agree. I will go with the Saints. Steelers at Bengals. Cincinnati. Yeah, me too. Trubisky. Same, three. Yeah, Trubisky. The guy the Giants should go get, right? Uh, Jerry, if Mike Tomlin finishes 500, well, you can't finish 500 anymore. If you finish above 500 this year with Trubisky, and I'm sure going to be Kenny Pickett at some time, yeah. I mean, holy it's, crap. It's, it's Belichick, Lombardi, Tomlin. 
Holy crap. Right? I mean, guy's great. Guy's great. Great, great coach. Love he him. forgot Ray Hanley in there. Right, Ray Hanley as well. He's up there. How about, yeah. how about, how about Hampton didn't bite? He's like, no, nah, he was a good running back coach. I was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, not going to argue with you, Rodney. Love you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We tried. <laughs> <laughs> we, we tried. Uh, 49ers at Bears. Uh, I'm going to go with the 49ers. Yeah, you have to, right? Bears could be a disaster this year. Browns at Panthers. We go Panthers at home. Yeah. I tell you, I like this Panther team, man. Baker, uh, I like the Panthers. I think they're going to smoke the Browns, man. Yeah. I like this Panther team, man. We're going to see them next week. I have a feeling we're going to differ on the next one. Eagles at Lions. Uh, Eagles. Oh, okay, then. I thought you, for some reason, I thought you were going to go Dan Campbell. I'm going Eagles as well, unfortunately. Um, guys, you see my strategy, right? I'm just literally doing what Chris is doing. But actually, I, I agree with these. Ravens at <laughs> Jets with Joe Flacco starting, apparently, for three weeks. Ravens. Yeah, there's no Flacco magic, guys. It's going to be Ravens. Sorry to the Jet fans, my Jet buddies who listen to this podcast. Um, Patriots at Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. I like Miami. I do too. <laughs> All right. Jaguars at Commanders. All right. Uh, you know what, dude? We're going to differ on this one, I have a feeling. I'm going to go upset. I'm going to go Jacksonville. Yeah, we are going to differ. I'm going Commanders. There you go. So you're going to be one up. Finally. We'll see. Colts at Texans, the last of the ones. Yeah, I like this Colts team with Matt Ryan, man. I like them in the South yeah. this year. I'm Texans gonna go... might be picking first next year. I'm, I'm going to go with the Colts. Yeah. Same. Uh, four o'clock. Good, great game. Raiders at Chargers. Whew. I'm going to stick with my AC West team, Chargers. The Raiders offensive line scares the hell out of me. I'm going to go Raiders on this one. I'm going to go upset. It's, I think it's an upset. Chargers about to be favored. Yeah. Uh, good game. Another one at 425. Packers at Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to go with Minnesota. I'm going to go with Packers. All right, there so you go. it's going to fall apart now, guys. Uh, Chiefs at Cardinals. I'm gonna go with a. I'm go with a Cardinal upset. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hold on, hold on. UPS. All right, he's uh Chris is on mute. I'm gonna have to entertain you guys by you know we can tell stories, we can do a lot here. Um, but uh, listen, without without Chris, it's uh it's like cornflakes without the milk right now, folks. <laughs> so. Uh, all right, so he's going Cardinals. I'm going Chiefs. And then we have the Sunday night uh, Buccaneers at Cowboys. Everyone's going to be watching this one. Yeah. I think most of America is going to be rooting against the Cowboys. I will go with the Buccaneers. Chris, who do you like? Yeah, I like the Buccaneers too. All right. Cowboys taking that step back this year. Yeah, I think so too. Starting um, Sunday night. That was a good game last year, but I, I like Tampa. Monday night. Uh, Broncos at Seahawks. Oof. Geno Smith, Russell Wilson. Enough said? Yeah. Broncos There's my answer. All right, dude. 425, the time, game, day we've been waiting for. Giants at Titans, Chris. Who do you like? Okay. Um, I think it's going to be closer than people think. I know a lot of people think Tennessee's going to smoke the Giants. The weather might be a little crappy. Yeah. You're saying it might rain. Um. I'm going to go with, you ready? Yep. Are you ready? I am. Tennessee in a close one. The rain definitely, definitely works in Tennessee's favor if it's raining. I'm going with Graham Gano on a last second field goal. There it is. There I, it I is. It. I, I got it. So it it's going to be, it's going to be, like you said, dude, it's going to be close. Graham Gano is going to win it for us. That's it. I'm going to go a 23-20 Tennessee, and you're going to go what? Obviously. It's going to be around the same score. Around the same score. Um, gotcha. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go. They're going to be behind. Daniel Jones is going to lead them to victory. Going to come behind. It's going to be, it's going to be 23-21. There you go, oh, folks. Can you is. imagine that scenario? Daniel leads them from behind. Down the Le- field. Leads oh, them. boy. Everybody's going to be like, sign Daniel now. That's right, right, right. Forget the quarterbacks. Anyway, uh, good stuff, man. That's awesome. 
as always. Anything else? Uh, no. Look, enjoy the game, everybody. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's going to be fun, no matter what. You know, we'll see. Everybody's excited. You know, it's a new coaching staff, Daniel. So everybody's going to be excited. So we are back, baby. It should be. It should be a lot of fun, dude. Um, I don't anticipate. Like I said, I think it's going to be somewhat close, close game. Yeah. I'll be a little surprised if we get smoked. You yeah, know. Too. Um, but that's why you're playing. Week one is always a crapshoot in the NFL. Yep. You know, you're going to see upsets all over the damn league and all that. So hopefully, hopefully, Jerry, one of the upsets is your prediction. You know, yep. is the Giants going in there and, and beating Tennessee? We'll see. It's why we play the game, folks. All right, guys, to order a subscription to the Giant Insider, which will be out in two weeks. So after week two, we'll print. Go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys, remember. Man, Chris, that's a cute dog. Very cute dog you got there. Thank you. What's his name or her name? Snowflake. Snowflake, nice. Very nice dog. Say hello to Jerry. (laughs) Sundays are giant days, baby. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.